There is one and only one social responsibility of business to use its resources and engage in activities designed to increase its profits so long as it stays within the rules of the game, which is to say it engages in open and free competition without deception or fraud. Milton Friedman. Welcome to Defiance in Motion. On November 24th, 2020, Dave Chappelle, the iconic comedian most famous for Chappelle's show and his stand-up comedy career, posted a video on his Instagram in which he took a bold stance in opposition to Viacom CBS, the parent company of Comedy Central, as well as HBO, for recently uploading Chappelle's show to their platforms and not compensating him for it. Here's the video. People think I made a lot of money for Chappelle's show. When I left that show... I never got paid. They didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract. But is that right? I found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me or they never had to tell me. Perfectly legal because I signed the contract. But is that right? I didn't think so either. Last night, as I was laying in bed, I happened upon this video. And as I watched it, even though Dave Chappelle is a celebrity, I couldn't help but feel for him. The emotion in his face, the anger in his voice, and the words he said ring true of the age-old tale of artists signing contracts that they do not fully understand, fed to them by people they are supposed to quote-unquote trust, and years after the content becomes famous and generates millions of dollars, the source of it, the talent, the one whose brilliant mind came up with the content is 100% fucked over, oftentimes only seeing fractions of fractions of what could have been theirs. And notice how I say artists, because obviously this does not only happen to musicians. And here's the sad part. What these companies did was totally legal. They didn't need to reach out to him. They don't need to appease his feelings. And no matter how preposterous this all sounds, they 100% do not need to pay him. Why? Because he agreed to this when he was 28 in 2003. Obviously, I'm not saying this is right, but this is what he agreed to. Man, I'm 27 with limited resources and money. And if Dave Chappelle could get fooled into a bad deal, so could I. Any of us could. So in that regard, there's two things I want to point out because Dave's story shares striking similarities to that of musicians. An obvious disclaimer here, I'm not a legal professional, and none of what I'm about to say is legal advice. It's solely my opinion, given my own experiences in the music industry. Point number one, the language used in this contract. Quote, we reserve the right to use your name and likeness in perpetuity throughout the universe, end quote. This gets worded differently, varying by contract, but essentially, this means that literally forever, 
Viacom CBS has the right to put Dave's face, his brand, his name, and all things that make him unique upon whatever billboard they want, on whatever article they want, wherever, forever. A little side note, uh, in most instances, though, these decisions uh, are typically approved by the artist beforehand. However, not always. But literally, this means that once humanity gets to fucking Mars, Viacom CBS can put up a Dave Chappelle billboard there because they own it. They own Chappelle's show. There is no escape. And honestly, if you've ever signed a record deal or something similar, you probably have agreed to a clause like this. But seeing both sides of the coin here, this is in and of itself not bad or immoral. It essentially just means that the media company, wherever it makes sense for them, can use your likeness or Dave Chappelle's likeness on an ad or in order to promote something that they deem fitting. But on the flip side, look at the predicament it puts Dave Chappelle in. As he states in the video, if he ever wanted to do another season of Chappelle's show, he can't. He can't call it Chappelle's show. How backwards is that? Viacom CBS owns the rights to it. And not only that, but because of the deal he signed, they don't need to pay him shit for it. An example for musicians. If you sign to a label and your band gained a large following, and let's say you quit your band because you have a falling out with some of the members, in many instances, the label can still make things look as if you play in the band, even if you 100% do not want to be affiliated with it. And they reserve the right to do this in perpetuity. Point number two, ownership of masters. In almost any record deal or large media deal, you are essentially letting them buy the rights to own the content you've created. They pay you money, often called in advance, and you give them the rights to your music. And every time the music gets sold, you get a royalty. Now, I'm not sure with television programs, but with music, it doesn't end there. If they paid you X amount of dollars, in most cases, this is 100% recoupable, meaning that they will not have to pay you a dime of your royalties until they've made back their initial investment of X amount of dollars. And not just that, but they'll be paying themselves back with album sales from your album, aka you will be paying them back that X amount of dollars before you even get to see your royalties. If you aren't Taylor Swift or Kanye West, this can take a very long time. Now again, just like the, uh, the name and likeness clause mentioned before, this is actually standard practice, as deemed normal in the music industry. And honestly, if you were to gripe to most industry professionals about this, they'd most likely scratch their head in confusion and, and wonder why the hell you're complaining in the first place. Are you seeing this? Are, are you, is, is this not adding up? Does this sound like the artist is getting good treatment at all? Look, here's where I'm going with this. This business model is extremely outdated. And not only that, it oftentimes takes advantage of young artists who don't know better and in the long run gives millions of potential dollars to an entity that could have never created the art in the first place. Why? Because the entity has lawyers who can write extensive, complicated contracts, oftentimes that artists can't even comprehend, nor can they afford a lawyer to look over it for them. 
So the artist agrees in hopes that they'll be treated properly. This is the power of a contract. This is the power dynamic that puts so many artists at a disadvantage right from the get-go. Would anyone in their right mind want to make someone agree to such terms in a normal day-to-day interaction? Let's just say there's a, a famous person and they, like, they go to their favorite coffee shop, which is like, you know, uh, known for amazing lavender lattes. And they go to the owner and they say, how's it going, buddy? I have a proposition for you. How about instead of buying one of your lattes, I pay more money and I buy the recipe off you. But in doing so, I'm going to go ahead and just own the rights to the recipe forever. And you know what, man? Since I'm going to be making your latte famous, even though there's no guarantee of this, I'll cut you a deal. Whenever it sells, I'll give you 18% of the money made. The business owner is just getting started. He could so use that big chunk of money. But if he waits and stays the course over a couple years, he could potentially be making much, much more money. And he'd still own his recipe. What's the owner supposed to do? What would you do? This is a, you know, a silly, simplified example, of course. But I think the logic of the deals ring true. Labels and other major media companies don't necessarily want songs. They want abilities and talents of their recording artists. They want your potential. They want what you can become. And the younger, more naive you are, the better the deal they can cut out for themselves and the more they can try to mold you into a money-making machine. What do you get in return? Fame? A fraction of cash? Is it even worth it? The band that I play for, our manager, you know, a lot of people will consult her and a lot of younger artists have gone to her and said, how do I get signed? How do I, what do I have to do to get there? And a lot of times she's just like, wait, let's backtrack. Like, why do you even want to get signed? Is it even going to benefit you? What, what can a label do for you that you can't do for yourself? In the beginning of the episode, I quoted Milton Friedman. In his view, the sole social responsibility of business is to increase profits. That's it. Why then would we expect labels and media giants to ever have our best interests in mind. These companies are not people. They're entities protected by the rule of law, organized in such a way that their sole purpose is to make money, make as much as they can, as fast as they can, for as long as they can. They can talk about their values or morals or ethics, but at their core, they don't give a shit about what's right or what's wrong. Take away the profits and see what they're really about. And that's not to say that the people that work for them lack these convictions. You know, let's let's separate employees from the company here for a second. And, you know, maybe these employees can try to employ um, some of these convictions in the workplace. But the core motive, sadly, is still profit. And most of the hardworking employees won't see much of the benefit at all. But you know who will see these benefits in a really tangible way, executives, CEOs, A&R people, boards of directors, 
shareholders, all of them benefit in a very tangible way from structures like this. Keep these people in mind when you make your deals. Keep your eyes on them and be reluctant to trust them. Not out of a sense of paranoia, but out of a sense of self-respect. If you have lines that you've drawn in the sand, it is their responsibility to honor them. And who knows? Maybe someday you'll get offered a boatload of money for some songs you wrote. Not all labels are bad. You know, in fact, there are some pretty good, honest people that work at these record labels. A lot of them independent labels. But even them, specifically them, if any of you are listening, you know the responsibility you have in your hands to take care of your artists. Do it. Pay them well and pay them fairly. Or one day, your actions will be on display and you will lose credibility. The truth always comes out. To my peers, the day may come when you're presented with a deal that could make or break you. The choice is yours whether to take it or not. You can't predict the future. No one's going to hold your hand. These things will always be a gamble for you. Ambiguity will become like a fond friend of yours the further you go down this path. Learn to navigate it in a healthy way. Make sure you have people in your corner to support you. It's not good to do it alone. And just know that as an artist, it is your responsibility to be as informed as you can be about the decisions you can make, especially the ones that can affect your career the way Dave Chappelle's decisions affected his. Stand with him and stand together. The work we do is of utmost importance. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.